The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. It is a nice February 2nd, 2024. And if you want to give me a call on this lovely Friday, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. And if you want, you can email me also. Just uh, send your email to info at carm.org. Info at carm.org. And uh, you can put in the subject line, put in their uh, see radio question or radio comment and I get to them like this one right now I'm just looking at one just it came in a little bit ago and uh, I'm moving it over into the radio questions folder so that when we get on the air like this I can go to them again and let's just jump right on the radio let's get to Mike from Dayton Ohio Mike welcome you are on the air buddy go ahead hey Matt how are you tonight oh hanging in there hanging in there more hanging than in there, but I'm hanging in there. So what do you got? Indeed. I I was on the show with you last night when uh, when it went off the air and we were discussing mm-hmm. faith and, and how it plays a part in politics, if it plays any part in our politics. Sure. And uh, you had asked me to call back, so uh, mm-hmm. we ran out of time at the end of the show. Uh, we were, we were kind of in the middle of uh, discussing how a lot of people, and especially Christian listeners that I've heard, on this show, and a lot of my Christian friends believe that the Republican Party is a, a party that's going to save us. And uh, and I had, I had brought up the point that I didn't believe that any of the political parties or pundits were were going to help us in a broken system. Um, we we talked to, we touched on a little bit about how some of the members of the World Economic Forum. Uh, the the group that likes to uh, try to control global politics without being elected by filling the pockets of of the people that we eventually get to vote on. I'm being facetious when I say get to vote on. But uh, I kind of wanted to expand on that a little more tonight. And and since you had asked me to call back, I did. And I wanted to I wanted to put a message out to your listeners that that I believe we we are under spiritual attack, even even through politics, especially through politics. And I hear people say things like they're, they're going to gain a victory somehow through voting on this candidate or that candidate, which I, I don't believe there is any victory down that path. I don't believe the court systems are, are another. I, I think they're as corrupt as the politicians. And then I hear people say, well, we have to take a stand. And when you hear language like that, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I, I, I think that when a, a Christian needs to take a stand, it, it is a, it's more of a stand in, in the stance of prayer. I, I believe that our God will deliver us. Uh, I believe that the God, the same God of Israel that sent hornets before the people to to clear out the land has that same power, but I believe that 
many of, if not most of us, and I'll put myself in this category as well, could quote Tucker Carlson better than we could Jesus. Okay. I think that's a huge problem well, when, when we get faith in politics. You have a question you want to get into? Because sure. I'm with you. I hear you. Absolutely. We could talk about solutions, okay. what the Christians need to be doing. Yes, that, and that is my question. When I when I listen to your program, possibly the only thing that I, I'm not going to say I disagree with, but I'm not sure I'm on the same wavelength with you on, is what the solution is to this. I, I don't hear a, a lot about uh, how we should be standing together in prayer and how we should be equipping ourselves spiritually for we wrestle well, not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and the powers. I hear well, take a stand. I hear a lot about elections. I hear a lot of politic talk. Okay, well, let, let's talk about what we can do as Christians, because if, you're right. The first thing we got to do sure. is start praying, and the second thing we got to do is start doing. And so Christians need to invade every area of life in every aspect of society. They need to invade because it's an invasion because it's the secular realm that Christians need to get into because they want us out. Well, we need to invade their realm. But they don't real, a lot of Christians don't realize that the Lord Jesus is the one who's in control. Now, I can get into eschatological things about the millennium and all this kind of stuff, and he's reigning right now and all this stuff. It doesn't really make any difference right now. What Christians are supposed to be doing is not being mamby-pamby in their theology. They're to learn the depth of God's Word, and the pastors need to start teaching to equip the Christians. We talked about this yesterday. But the Christians need to start being involved and getting on school boards. They need to start getting invo- involved in local politics. They need to start getting involved in uh, everything they can. They need to get, be in hospitals. They need to be in politics. They need to be in government. They need to be in, um, in the media. They need to be involved. What's uh, Unfortunately, what's taught by too many uh, pastors is that the Christians are to have nothing to do with the unbelievers. Let them have their way. And it's exactly the wrong message. The, exactly the wrong message. Because the Bible says, go make disciples of all nations. Nations, groups. It means converting entire people groups. And you do that not by just sitting on your knees and praying, and then you go watch TV. You, d- you pray to prepare the way, and then you go, because God will send you. And people don't want to do the second part. And they don't know what it means. So that's what's happening. The Christians aren't doing what they need to do. And they, they can make a change of the world. They can. So that's what, that's what we need to do. Get involved with every area of politics, every area of everything, and actually consider it a ministry and a calling from God as a Christian to do whatever you can for the glory of God in whatever area of society you are working in. And do it aggressively for the glory of God. That's what needs to happen. Now, let me ask you, you ever heard that message from the pulpit? You ever heard that? Um, I've, I've not heard that message uh, that way. And and I do agree with that to an extent, and, and to the extent that when we talk about going through political channels, I, I, I believe that these political channels at this point are so corrupted that, that anybody well, sure who are. is well-meaning or well-intentioned is going to be chewed up and spit out before they ever get so to a what? point where anyone could even hear their message. So what? You just, you just said God sends the locusts. He sends the plagues. He sends. He opens the way. So That's Christians true. have to realize I'm, that I'm, what they've done is they've not trusted in God the way they're supposed to. 
They're supposed to do it actively and moving and getting out there, and they've they've not done it. Now we have an uphill battle, and they have to realize. It's like, you know, on social media, I go into social media, I go into rooms, and I discuss things, and I get attacked. I have literally been swatted. Someone called the police and then said that I personally had just shot and killed my wife. And the uh, there were guns pointed at me everywhere about three and a half years ago, almost four now, everywhere. And I was walking out, my hands up in the air and the whole thing. I got handcuffed, put into a car, and of course cleared because it never happened and you know, everything's fine. It was called getting swatted. Hey, this happens. If you think that the unbelievers are going to play fair, you're deceived. They're wicked. They're animalistic. They serve the devil. And when you get into that realm, just get ready that this is what's going to happen. And expect it. Yeah, they're going to get chewed up. And you keep going. And you keep going. And you keep going. That's what has to happen. Christians give up too easily. You know, because they're taught whanny theology. <laughs> i got to sit down and eat a hammock. You know, please... Please make me comfortable, Mr. Pastor. Okay. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I, I wasn't. I was just listening, and yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Now. Uh, so no, I I agree with all of that. I believe that mm-hmm. I believe that God will open unconventional channels. I, I I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I just I I still feel like you you believe that we're going to get in through the American political system through school boards and as you said you you got swatted just for simply being in a chat room uh and i'm and i'm not suggesting that everybody just lay down and be defeated but i'm i'm not certain that trying to trying to go through those channels is is the way i hear it is a way it's a way we are not to sit idly by all areas of life are subject Okay. All areas of life ought to be in subjection to the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Christians are the missionaries. We serve God. He can make things happen. He can open up doors. We need to have that faith and move forward. Yes, it's corrupted. Everything in the political system is corrupted. So let's go be light and salt in the world. If we get chewed out, we get chewed out. Or chewed up, we get chewed up. That's what happens. Sure. Okay, that's what we gotta well, do. And I appreciate your time. I, I've enjoyed talking to you. Uh, I always enjoy your your program. I've learned a lot from you, um, especially as it pertains to the Holy Trinity. I, I point to your resources a lot as I'm trying to explain that to other people. Uh, so I didn't. I, I don't want this to come across as an attack on you in any way. Oh, no, uh, no. I just. I, I don't. I also feel like you have a a big listenership, and and I don't. I don't want people to be misled thinking that uh, voting for the right or voting for the left in, in upcoming elections is going to be what what takes us where we need to be, because I, I don't believe we have representatives currently who, who represent our faith. I, I certainly don't believe, uh, as it comes down to a presidential election, there are, there are any candidates who represent Christian beliefs. Well, you know, be that as it may, we're to vote, and we certainly don't want the uh, the uh, comrade uh, regime of the Biden administration in. You know, the, the, they're just lying in their own pockets. They don't have the interests of the American people, you know, before them. 
and they're corrupt. So I agree to that, but I don't. Corrupt. I'm not sure that. Uh, but I'm not sure that the alternative is is any better. It, well, Trump is better than Biden. Okay, Trump is better than Biden, and I I know a guy who knew him personally. Believe it or not, worked with him personally, and he said, uh, "I can only tell you what my friend said about Trump." And he said that uh, Trump is a Christian. Now, it, how good of a Christian? I don't know, but he said he was. So I can just leave it at that. But uh, we don't want we don't want Biden and, and it, the uh, the commie socialist regime back in there. Okay, we got to get rid of them. So we, we vote. I, I would, we have to I vote. Would prefer, I would prefer neither. Well, okay. And, and I think that's where if a lot get, of people stand. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, someone's going to be in there. Who do you not want in there? That's how I look at it. Well, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence that when a government becomes corrupt of such ends, that the government derives its power from those I in which it governs. And when a government becomes corrupt of such ends, it's the right of the people and the duty of the people to overthrow said government and install mm-hmm. new guards for its future security. Now, I, I've, ha- I've had that memorized for a long time. I didn't just read that. And I believe that we passed that point at least a half. I'm, I'm only, as I said last night, I'm only 45 years old. But I believe we passed that point well before I was born. I believe our government had been corrupted beyond uh, beyond anybody's belief okay. by the time I was born in 1978. So, well, here's the so thing. Why, we we got a break. We, we got a break. I got you. We, we got a break. I got you. But there are other things we could talk about, but not on the air. Okay? There are other things behind the scenes, but we can't talk about it on the air. Hey, folks, got to go, okay? So, folks, there's a, there's a break, and if you want, continue to listen. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, buddy, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. All right, let's get on with uh, Mike from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Welcome. you on the air. Hey, Matt. Uh, this actually ties in with the conversa- with the uh, discussion you had yesterday and, and at the early part of your program today. Uh, why did God tell the, the children of Israel to destroy, uh, like, everybody in Jericho? Um, that's in Joshua 6. You know, and uh, of course they did. And it was man, woman, child, you know, young, old, ox, sheep, whatever. Just wipe it all out. Um, Why did he do that? Because they were wicked people. Okay. Right. And and wasn't part of that the concern that they would uh, corrupt the children of Israel? And the children of Israel were disobedient and they were corrupted? And from a broader perspective, the people who were uh, in Jericho were corrupt. And I've been to Jericho, okay, and stood on the walls, walked around. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. But uh, the the people of Jericho were wicked people. And one of the main reasons, if you put Jesus in the middle of it, it'll make sense. God did not want the Israelites to become morally corrupted and thereby uh, thwart the promise of God that the Messiah would come through the nation. So he had to keep Israel pure and sufficiently isolated from the paganism around them. And that's why they would uh, be wiped out. 
That's, that's another reason. Uh, uh, and also because they're just wicked, doing evil things. Well, some people say, well, what about the babies, the children? Why wipe them out too? Well, who are you going to do? For one thing, there's logistics. If you take the uh, children into your homes, I'm not saying this is, makes it okay. I'm just saying that, that, you know, just thinking out loud. You take them in your homes, and then they find out later as they grow up that where they came from, then you risk the idea of them rising up within Israel to, uh, to exhibit retribution upon the nation. So a lot of times they just said, that's it, wipe them all out. And then the young, if they were wiped out, if they went to heaven, be with the Lord, there's debate about this, then that would have taken care of that as well. So there's different theories and ideas about it. But uh, the two main reasons, they were wicked, to stop the wickedness and keep the Messianic line pure inside of Israel. Okay. Right. And and what we're doing today in the United States is kind of the reverse of that, in that we're letting right. all of these cultures that are not compatible with certainly not with Christianity, but not even with Western civilization. And we're letting these cultures into America, mm-hmm. which is why we wind up with the squad, uh, you know, Ilhan Omar and uh, uh, the Shalib woman, whatever. Yeah. Shalib? I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the, the anti-Americans. And, uh-huh. and, 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 right. And you, see the, and, and you see this with the demonstrations, uh, pro-Palestinian demonstrations in the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. You know, if you'd have told me that 10 years ago that that was going to happen in the United States, I would have said, you're out of your mind. But, yeah, but people it, are brainwashed. It's that same concept. People are right. brainwashed. Exactly. So, you know, so I've for, watched... For, for, for Chris? Yeah. I was going to say, I watch a lot of videos, and uh, I watch YouTube more than anything else now. And so they do these videos where they will uh, have people uh, go out and interview others. And it'll, you know, a quote, you know, who or and things like who started, um, who freed the slaves, which party, Democrats or Republicans? And people say, oh, the Democrats did. And they go, no, it was Republicans. Which party uh, was started to to stop slavery? Oh, the Democrats. Nope, it was the Republicans. And they'll do this. People are brainwashed constantly because the media is leftist. The schools are leftist, which is why you have these morons who can't think their way out of a wet paper bag, they go out there and, and they think that Hamas is the victim. When they are killing their own people, they are raping and torturing people, they go into Israel and kill and murder, and they do all kinds of stuff, and it, they're the victims. So Israel has come back and done mm-hmm. what it needs to do. It's going to wipe them out to stop it. Yeah. Right. It's like the conquest of Jericho. Yeah. It's like the conquest of the Canaanites. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and the evil that we're seeing in the world today, and it's not just mm-hmm. Hamas, it's Hezbollah, the Muslim mm-hmm. Brotherhood, and, you know, go right down yep. the list. ISIS, mm-hmm. well, they don't exist because we don't wipe them out. But, you know, the Taliban and those those groups, until that evil is destroyed, because these people actually believe that is their destiny to rule the world. That the 12th, and, and I don't know the details, you probably know more about this, I know you know more about this than I do. That the, it's supposed to bring on the 12th imam that's supposed to be some kind of world mm-hmm. conflagration yep. or something, which is why if if the Iranians ever get a nuke, they will use it. There is no doubt yes, in will. my mind, because it mm-hmm. is in their eschatology that this is what is supposed to happen. Some global holocaust is supposed to occur, which will bring on the 12th imam, and then the whole world will become uh, Muslim or Islamic. Right. You know, that, that this is what they believe. And as long as that belief system exists, it's, it's, it's like the Nazis that thought that they were going to 
you know, that uh, the Aryan race was supposed to rule the world. I mean, if you ever listen to read any of the stuff that, that, that Hitler wrote, I mean, it was just, it's, or the Japanese, you know, Imperial Japan, they believed the same thing, mm-hmm. which is why they, they, they tortured people and, mm-hmm. you know, treated civilians so, so horribly is because they believed that they were a superior race. Well, this is right. a matter of a, a religion that believes it is a superior religion that is destined mm-hmm. to rule the world. Yes, I know. You know, um, now, and they can do it by I, force. I, I, I've actually had one Christian. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's how Islam has spread, is by force. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would would, would join that group uh, voluntarily. Well, but, no, the people you know, don't either, join it voluntarily. You know, no, they, they do. Well, that's they, true, uh, they do. Yeah. Sure they do. They, they, they join it voluntarily. But the spread of Islam in the Middle East... It's horrible. I mean, yeah, it's an, a lot it's of people an evil religion. That, that yeah. the Middle East used to be... Yeah, that the Middle East, prior to... 600 whatever 38 you know ad that the middle east was was all christians and jews that's yeah. what was there yeah well it's what you're talking about yes others, i get but, you but you're just talking about what what is going on but what do we do about it well, the christians have to rise up well, i think i think exact and you said it we have to run for office uh mm-hmm. you know get totally involved in any way that we can but, you know, if you think, you know, if you have a call, and I think people need to pray about this, but they need to get involved mm-hmm. in in the system. But the other part of that that I have a, that I find heartbreaking is that we're losing the sharp edge of Christianity here in America. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it used to be the sharp edge that kept America sharp. Yeah. You know, not that we didn't have problems, but... Well, why do you but, think that's but the it case? Was, um, What's what's happened in Protestantism that is causing this 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 problem? Let's just say, what is it? Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the liberal mindset. Um, I know you've talked a lot about women in the in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister has a friend and down in Miami, and her friend is a is a is a so called pastor. I refuse to call her that, but uh, mm-hmm. you know it's it, it, it's that whole notion, and, mm-hmm. and and you can't you can't debate it with these people. You can point it all out. You know, I pointed out in scripture so here, here right. are the passages. So let's summarize it. So what's the issue then? So the issue is that that, that the true believers. We, we got a break. Hold on. I want to hear this. Summarize okay. it. Let's get back to it after the break. Sorry. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. All right. Let's get on with back on with Mike. Okay, Mike. There you go. Yeah, I, I agree totally with you that we, we need to get involved in politics. We need to get involved and do what, what we can do, you know, in places where they allow uh, harvesting of ballots. Then we need to be involved in har- harvesting of ballots. We need to... You know, if we have to drive people out to the polls to vote, you know, we need to do that. But the other thing we need to do is we need to accept whatever victories we can win. Um, right. And sometimes that means uh, the whole thing about accepting the, 
the lesser of two evils. I mean, mm-hmm. Trump. I don't. I don't know if Trump's a Christian or not a Christian. Not up, not up to me to judge. But mm-hmm. uh, Trump in, in, in 2016 didn't give any indication of being, you know, a man of God. But okay. his administration yeah. was a whole lot friendlier towards w- and in the direction of what we believe than what we have now. So even though we may not, you know, the guy you're voting for may not be, you know, Mr. Perfect. Uh, if he's the guy, you know, if it gets one more Republican vote in, in, in Washington, even though the guy may even be a rhino, then we have to we have to take that win and then challenge him, primary him, you know, push push for those mm-hmm. kinds of things because wars are not won all at once. They're won little by little by chipping away mm-hmm. at the enemy and and breaking mm-hmm. them down. And I think that's what we need to do. Um, I agree. Too, too often when, when I talk to Christians, it's a matter of you know, it's all or nothing. Well, if if that's your case, that it's going to be either all or nothing this election cycle, then it's going to be nothing. We're going to wind up empty-handed. And we that's cannot, right. we cannot, and we have to fight them everywhere we can. Take them to court. And that is one place where mm-hmm. I think Christians really have an opportunity because these people violate Christian rights all the time. All the and time. take yes, them to do. court and drain them for everything we can. Yep. Well, if you've heard my my idea that I had, which you know, I'm no I'm nobody, but I think that there should be a national organization of conservatives, biblical. I mean, biblical too, but uh, people who hold to the Constitution, and then everybody you know gives twenty five dollars a month to it or whatever it is. You and you belong to it, and the money will be used for lawsuits and legal defense. And so, like on the first, you know, pick one month of of a year. And every month, it's, every year is done this way. You know, whatever month it might be, September, October, whatever. And uh, the first day of the first, first Monday of that month, everybody with the last name A, letter, they go to your local government office with signs you hold up and you stand outside. We have people who've already got petition. Everything's settled. It's a whole bit. It's all planned. It takes out a year to plan it out. And then they go. And on Monday, Letter with A. You hold up sign. We want our country back. Whatever it is, you have good, click, uh, fair, you know, quick, uh, really nice sayings, and you have websites that you direct them to, mm-hmm. and then they're done for the month. And the next day, people with last letter B, and you go do this, and you do this for five mm-hmm. days. You're off on the weekend, and you do it again for the next week, and the next week you go through the letter of the alphabet, and basically you you take the whole month, and you do this kind of a thing, all over the United States all over at every capital and you do it you know the capital of california for example is in sacramento well down in la you just go to the the uh, uh the mayor's office or whatever it is or the, the courts and you know peaceful mm-hmm. the whole bit and when people get arrested that money that goes in is used for their defense and if anything bad happens you just sue the bejeebers out of them just go for it right and they want to play rough play rough okay i have no problem with we that. have to play rough because this yeah yeah because this is a war according to the law and this is a war yeah this, this is right this is a war for the soul of the nation mm-hmm. and yeah i don't mean a, a fighting you know shoot them up no. war but that's no. the other, and, and, but i think it may it, it, it may turn into that uh in nine months because i we keep thinking if happen. uh if trump wins yeah, if, if Trump wins, I don't think the Democrats are going to take that uh, line down. Uh, no, I wouldn't. And just, if the other guy wins, no, they, they, they'll want to do something to, to steal the election. Either way, 
And I know that they they can do it different yeah. ways. So uh, what, what needs oh, yeah. to happen is we've got to figure it out. And there are people who are far more competent, far more competent than I am in this regard. I, I'm a theologian. I'm not a political activist. I don't know this stuff. I don't know. I don't know those people's names. But I know that if we're unified, I know that we can accomplish a great thing. And I wish that there were people who would say, hey, that's a good idea. Let's do that. You know, or once a week, once every, whatever logically works. It takes a lot of work. But there are people out there who are in contact with conservatives who could donate millions of dollars and get competent people that they know about to arrange stuff like this. And they start doing something instead of sitting on our hands all the time, hoping it gets better. It doesn't. It's not going yes. to. Yeah. Well, the churches did a lot to uh, establish the United States, and they need to do a whole lot more to help preserve it. Yes, they do. That's the, the, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not. The church is, in my opinion, you, you know, I say this: the church is not doing its job. The church is is lax. No. So it needs to. Yeah. It needs to repent. The Christian church needs to repent. And it starts with the pastors. They have to start teaching biblically. And uh, and they're going to lose people in the congregation. So be it. You know, so be it. I don't right. want that to happen, but that's what needs to happen. All right? Yeah. So. All right, yeah, Matt? Matt? Yeah. Okay, Matt. Let's fight the good fight. We're fighting the good fight. And I don't and mean this fight. Yeah, yeah, not violence, saying. but. Legally. No, not advocating right. violence. No. All right. Uh-uh. That's right. No. All right, buddy. God right, bless. Care, okay. no, God bless. Okay. No. All right. Let's get to Nadir, whom I'm supposed to talk to and haven't done because I've been so busy. Nadir, welcome on the air. How are How are you, Matt? Swamped. Um, Hello. Yeah. 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 I yeah, apologize, man. I waiting. apologize. Yeah. Oh no, bro. We're waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I apologize. What we need you to do? Can you commit to? Today, sending out an email to James and confirm the date. James who? Uh, James of Modern Day Debate. James uh, Coon, that's your last name? Yeah. Uh, I need his address. I'm in contact with so many people. It's like, who's that? Which one's that? I get people contacting me, and I go, good, I'll do it. And then I just forget about it until it's time to do it, and then I, re- I don't remember who they are mm-hmm. a lot of times. <laughs> so so you want well, uh, James you yeah, know, uh, Modern Day Debates? Yeah, if you look at your email, look just type the word modern in your search and uh, <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now, actually. That's what I'm actually doing, okay. literally right now. So uh mm-hmm. so I'm doing it right now. Hold on. All outlook items. I'm sure, doing sure. outlook. And uh Yeah, true. Okay, let's see, do it a different way, because that's my modern day the modern day debates. Yeah, we had, uh, let's just say we had a big mix-up at CARM uh, a week or two ago, and it just caused all kinds of problems, all kinds. So everything went on hold. Um, I can't find it. I'm looking. I don't see it. I see the word debates. What's your your email? It's just info at CARM.org. Just email me. I'll I'll look at it. Uh, Yeah, N-A-D-I-R. If you just type that, you will probably get it. Yeah, let's see. Hey, here we go. Okay, this is your are you are you an atheist? <laughs> no, I'm not. What are you? I'm a Muslim. 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 Okay. Because there's a modern day debate there's from an atheist who wants me to debate. So um okay, so name the deer also? Uh no, it's Doofus McGee. No, I'm kidding. 
Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking at what we got here. And uh, just e- email me. Just email me again, okay? And yeah, I, so I'm, I'm, actually know, I apologize. One, I'm sending one to you right now. Right you now. Please do that right, right now. Right now, email. Okay, info, info at carm.org. So you get this in like three seconds. Okay, look at, I'm, look looking. At my, I'm, I'm look looking at my uh, subject. Okay. okay. Yeah, you need I'm to waiting. hit refresh. Yep, it's going. It takes an extra few because I use Outlook and I have everything filtering through Outlook. Mm-hmm. So it takes an extra little bit. But uh, So you want to debate on whether or not Jesus Christ is God in flesh according to the Bible? Is that right? Uh, n- no, so the, the topic is going to be can Muslims dep- uh, disprove the divinity of Christ? Prove that he's not God. And we're going to look at everything, the Bible, history, Bible, we're going to look at Bible verses, history, we're going to look at science, everything put together. I mean, whatever we have in means, we can look at that and see if he is really God or not. Wow, really? You want to actually try and employ science for real? I mean, everything. I mean, it's history, science, everything, yeah. Well, we need something a little bit more narrow. You could say something like, does science disprove the deity of Christ? Okay, that's something. Or does the Quran disprove the the Quran? Certainly says Jesus is not God. There's no argument there. The Quran says it, whether it's Mm -hmm. true or not. That's a different Mm -hmm. issue. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or how about can the uh, God of Islam? Does science make you feel uncomfortable? Or are you kidding, dude? You don't have no idea. I love science. I wanted to be a scientist. So, I still watch stuff on quantum right. mechanics. I watch. I don't watch sports. I love science. I love it. I've had physics, trigonometry. So, 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 it came in. Hold so on. There it is. It just came in. No Hold. fear of any kind of scientific inquiry, right? Are you kidding? You're the one who should be afraid <laughs> for the issue of science. Oh no, it's wrong. Seriously. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. We got to. We got to break. Hold on. One of the middle. Hey, folks. We got a break right there. I hope that deer heard me. But uh, hey, there's uh, a. <laughs> There's the music. We'll be right back after these messages. Please give me a call. It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I got Nadir's email. Now we're already emailing back and forth. Nadir, are you still there? Hey, man, you still there? Hello? Hope he didn't hang up. No, it says he's on and stop. We'll see. Give him a little bit because uh, I want to discuss the topic. If he wants to say science disproves the idea of the deity of Christ, that wouldn't go well for him. Uh, but uh, I love science, and a lot of people don't know that. I I love theology, but I also love science. I really do. I took all of the math and science stuff in high school, such that. I was uh, exempt from any science and math in college, just exempt. I took all the advanced classes, and they said they were uh, advanced classes in, in the high school. And we had 2,000 students in our high school class, and uh, the teachers invented, just to do it, a physics class, and they only invited eh, maybe 25 people from the entire 2,000 in, and I was one of the ones that was invited and took the class and got an A in it. And it was not easy. I remember working on one problem for two days, a mathematics, physics-related problem for two days, uh, just on paper, and solved it. But uh, so I love, uh, I do, I love science. Uh, it, it's, I love the philosophy of science too, and what science is capable of and what it's not capable of. All right, Nadir, you still there? 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm here. So, you know, since you love science so much, maybe we could have a debate on uh, does the Bible have scientific errors in it? <laughs> and let's just say it did, hypothetically. Does that prove that the Bible's false? Let's just say, does it? So if there's scientific errors in it, uh, it would be very problematic. But what would disprove the Bible is that the fact was one of the miracles of Islam is that it actually corrects the scientific errors of the Bible. So that is amazing. What? And if that's the case, then yeah, the Bible's gone. Well, they can yeah, prove the, the Quran's Quran false. corrects the scientific errors. No, it doesn't what? correct anything. It makes mistakes. See, the Quran says in Surah well, 482, if there's right? anything wrong in the Quran, it's not from Allah, right? That's what the Quran says, Surah 482. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but, this but, is the problem. Uh, maybe you, you have should... a logical problem. Let me show you. You have a logical problem. Well, if you can find something wrong in the Bible, I'm not saying you can scientifically, it doesn't mean the Bible's false. But if you find something wrong in the Quran scientifically, it does mean the Quran's false because the Quran says if there's any discrepancy in it, then it's not from Allah. You see the problem? You're you're the one that's going to be in trouble. That that's fine. The Islam in the Quran is in complete harmony with modern science. That's one of the many miracles. So okay, we have no a question there. <laughs> then I got a question. Here we go. Where's a man's seed formed in a body? Be polite on the air, but mm -hmm. you know where it, it's formed, right? The genitalia, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, in the testes, exactly. Right. In Surah 86, 5-7, through seven, it says, Let man but think from what is created. He's created from a drop mm -hmm. emitted, proceeding from between the backbone and the ribs. So does is yeah, that where exactly. the uh, seed comes from, between the backbone and the ribs? Yeah, absolutely, if you'll allow me to explain. Yeah. So if you, when we say backbone and ribs, most people think, you know, the thoracic cavity, your chest area. However, science also points out that between the backbone and the ribs is also underneath the rib all the way to your tailbone. So that is also from between the backbone and the ribs. So now when you look up on the bladder, you will find a tube that goes up there called the vas deferens. Mm -hmm. And semen actually travels right through there and it's right between the backbone and the ribs. In fact, it is, uh, if you look at it, right to the left-hand side is the backbone, the tailbone area, and up mm -hmm. top, right on top of his head, mm -hmm. is the ribs, right between the backbone and the ribs. Okay. Perfect. Is the, this, this does not work, and I'll show you why, but uh, is the human head between the backbone and the ribs? No. The human head from, well, now, here's the thing. If you were to I'm ask... just asking, sniper, is it between the backbone and the ribs. Is the head between the backbone and the ribs? Hold on. Uh, between the backbone, now see that mathematically, you can say that because inside math, uh, the X and Y axis go on forever. And so you okay. could say, okay, the X so then, axis is so the, then the feet, backbone and Y axis I got is the you. ribs. So I got yeah. you, I got you, I got you. Okay, so then you're, the head is between the backbone and the ribs because you're saying the, the chest, the outer area of the chest is a plane, P-L-A-N-E, which is vertical, and that the, the backbone is also a plane, and so anything above it and below it, or in between those two vertical planes, is between the backbone and the ribs, right? Yeah, right? that's how snipers actually... Uh, I'm just asking, just, is that... I don't need about snipers. Hold, hold on. Focus. Hold on Focus. a second. Let me... Is the head No, 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 it's my show, not yours. Is the head between the backbone okay. and the ribs, according to that then? If you say if you look at it mathematically, <laughs> yes. It's not an issue of math. Because if X and Y go on forever, but it's that's not, beside allow me to speak, Matt. 
allow me to speak. Uh, but that's not the case with the Vaz Deverens. The Vaz Deverens is actually nestled right, uh, right on the left side is the backbone, okay. and on top of its head is the rib. It's located okay. the exactly deer. there. But the uh, if you allow me to speak, uh, Matt, you are speaking. Uh, you know about the sniper thing. Yeah, about, no, the, no, sniper. about the sniper. You see a sniper. I'm not interested in the sniper. Oh, I'm interested in, the, in only an answer. You're not allow me to. Uh, I am allowing you. You're not answering it. It's typically, look, it's typical with Muslims who don't know what they're doing. You're falling right into it. I get tired of Muslims who do this. You don't know how to answer a simple Mm -hmm. question. You have to go on and try and dominate every conversation you're in. I'm not going to permit you to do that. I simply ask you a question, trying to set you up for a fall because I know your answer. I know what the Muslims say about this. I know the excuses they try and make in order to get the Quran to fit because Muhammad didn't know what he was doing. He did not know. He put superstition in the Quran, and you guys stretch backward and forward to try and make it fit. So I'm asking you a question. So do you want to go, go by planes? I took physics. I love physics. So the plane goes up vertically and uh, infinitely, correct? Before the chest and, and at the backbone. Is that correct? I correct? guess so, yeah. And it goes left and right so, infinitely yeah. as well, right? By planes, two, three points right. to find a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, they go on infinitely. Yeah. So then, a hundred feet to my right is a tree, which happens to be between the two planes. So is the tree between my backbone and my ribs, according to your logic? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time visualizing it. Um, yes, you because you're not thinking correctly. You don't know the issue oh, of no, physics. It's not I, an I, issue I, of I, mathematics, unless you want to use math well, to describe should... the physics. Okay, but so I is the human the head difference. between the backbone, is the human head between the backbone and the ribs? The actual, okay, so if let's, let's take math out of it and let's just say where the, where the backbone ends, it ends at the neck. So in that case, no. Okay, so, so no. Are the, feet, okay. are the yeah. feet between the backbone and the ribs? If you now the feet is a different story because, like I told you, if you allow me to give the sniper example, uh, no, I'm not interested in some, I don't want so, look. I'm not interested in the sniper feet. thing. I'm only interested in okay. focusing on the uh, anatomy. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you will anatomy. Have to say yes to that. The feet. Everything is between the backbones of the ribs. Yes, because if you want okay, to, you have on. a target that's you said yes. Meter, okay. You said yes. That's the answer. Yes. But you yes. said the head is not between the backbone and the ribs, but the feet are. How do you reconcile that problem? I would say if you look at the actual feet, it is right between the backbones and the ribs because, well, actually, okay, going back to the example which you were saying, like if I were to, like, just let's say we just cut off and we don't allow X and Y to go on forever. If we were to look at it from that perspective, then yes. So, so I guess from that perspective, sure. But if we allow X and Y to go on forever, then it is between. But if you look at the Vaz Deverens, if you look at a picture of it, it is nestled right between the backbone and the ribs. I think maybe no, you need not. to pull up a picture of it. I have a picture right now in yeah. front of me on the it screen. Is. Anatomy yeah. of male yeah, pelvic area. Too. It's right between the backbone and the ribs. No, it's not. The ribs are up high. Yeah. And the Vaz Deverens well, is, is not up. It's on top of guy, guy, <laughs> That is between. Me. Excuse that me, Nadir. Nadir, Nadir, you're convincing me not to debate you. Because you're incompetent. Okay, you're incompetent. You're insulting me now. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. 
You're incompetent, okay? okay? You don't like it, all right? You're incompetent. Yeah. You can't think critically, and you don't know how to answer questions directly and simply. And you want me to be engaged with the debate with you. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know the logic. And I'm looking at, I've done this before with Muslims. I'm looking at just exactly where everything is. It's not between the ribs and the backbone. If you want to say that the plane, three points to find a plane, is where the ribs are, then everything above and below it infinitely is between the backbone and the ribs. You can't say that. That's not what the Quran was teaching. It's not what Muhammad was teaching. He wasn't talking about physics and mathematical uh, dimension, dimensionality and def uh, three points to finding a plane being infinitely up, down, left, and right. He wasn't doing that. You guys do this because your prophet, your false prophet, got it wrong. I just proved Islam is false. I proved it. Okay. I think you know how we can resolve this is we can maybe share our desktops let's look at the actual picture and i think once we get a picture between the both of us and then we can we can resolve this uh matt and we'll see does it Guess reside what? between the backbone and the ribs if that's okay with you well, I, I tell you what i just so you know i actually had a vasectomy and i had to because my wife's health was deteriorating the neck pregnancy the doctor said might have killed her so i had to get taken care of and i did and they didn't go into my chest area Mm -hmm. What's between the backbone and the ribs? Is the heart well, between the backbone have, and the ribs? I have a meeting at yes. 7 o'clock. Hey, I have a meeting at 7 o'clock, so I have to like take off in like a minute here. But I tell yeah, you what, you're not we could continue this. Maybe we could share our desktop, look you're at a impressing. screen, and we could look at this. Goodbye. Okay, he's not impressing me. He, so a lot of times, folks, uh, Muslims want to debate me, and this is what they do. They can't think critically. They're completely irrational. They don't know how to be logical. Let me explain something. So that's, Oh, we're almost out of time. Um a plane is defined by three points in space, and it's vertical. And if you want to say that the testes are between the chest, the outer edge of the chest and the back edge of the back, and that it's like two plates, two doors that are on, you know, on your front and your back. Those are flat surfaces. They go up, you know, a thousand feet, down a thousand feet, left and right. And everything between those planes then is between the backbone and the ribs. If that's the case, then he's got a point. But is that what's being spoken about? Of course not, because then the clouds above us and the dirt below us is between the backbone and the ribs. That's not what he's talking about. It doesn't make any sense to say that. So it can't be that it's a plane geometry that he's talk talking about. It has to be a location and anatomically between the backbone and the ribs. And the ribs are in the upper area of the, the chest. You know, that's where it is. And the testes are not. It's just flat out wrong. The Quran it got it wrong, among other things. It, it's just, it's embarrassingly bad for Muslims. But you can see the irrationality that they uh, go through to try and make things make sense. And Alberto, we don't have time for you. Sorry, buddy. Alberto from Georgia. And another thing, folks, I can show other problems in the Quran. I, you know, I, I've debated Muslims so many times, and he's typical of what they do. They don't think critically. Well, only one, Jake Breckenteller, he thinks critically. He's the only Muslim I've ever met who can actually think critically. Uh, that I've met. I'm not saying others can't. All right, folks, there you go. May the Lord bless you. I hope you guys had a good time listening. Maybe it's a little bit too obstreperous, but that's just how it goes. And uh, I hope you have a good weekend. By God's grace, we'll be back on the air on Monday, and uh, Lord willing, we'll talk to you then. We'll see you. God bless. Bye.
another program powered by the Truth Network.